1: God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry, teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much." The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven starts now.
2: Goliath said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid, according to 1 Samuel 17, chapter 10 to 11 verse. The word dismayed in this passage literally means great astonishment, great astonishment to the point of losing one's mind. The children of Israel had come out of slavery to Pharaoh in Egypt, and now they had reached the promised land. However, there were battles to fight. They could not conquer and take possession of the land until they fought the giants and took them down. These giants were standing in the way of Israel taking possession of the land. They were standing in the way of Israel moving forward to their next level. The Philistine army had a giant on their side. Goliath was his name. And Goliath taunted Israel. But the Philistines didn't know that Israel had a giant on their side, too. His name is Jehovah. He cannot be killed. He will never die. And he is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Are you facing any giants today? Well, today we're going to talk about giants in your land and how to conquer them. And I'm going to tell you about a young man who opened a door in his life that he Could not close. The giants of this world can creep in and hold us back from taking possession of our inheritance. Once we face the giants and take them down, we can enter the promised land. We can enter the land that God has made to be our possession that truly belongs to us. What giant has crept into your life? Maybe it didn't seem like a giant at first. Maybe it kind of crawled in. And once it stood up, it was 9 or 10 feet tall. Then you knew that it was a giant. What's the giant that you're facing? What's keeping you up at night? What are you facing that's keeping you from going to your next level of success? Maybe it's the fear of rejection, insecurity, fear of past failures. Maybe the giant of financial debt is upon you. Or the giant of abuse, the giant of divorce or adultery, the giant of insecurity, the giant of sickness, a giant of family problems. I know these are big giants, but please remember there is one who is with you at all times. The Bible says the angel of the Lord camps round about them and delivers them out of all of their trouble. Whether you look to the right or to the left. And whether you see anyone or not, I'm here to tell you that someone surrounds you. The giants you face aren't bigger than God. God is bigger than our circumstance. David faced Goliath, not by great power of anything that David possessed. He faced him by the greatness of his God. He faced him by knowing that God would defend him. Israel was terrorized with fear. As Saul and the army were focused on their circumstance, they were focused on what they feared the most and what they believed that Goliath would do to them because he said what he would do. To face the giants in your life, the Holy Spirit must fight for you. The Bible says the Lord is a man of war and the Lord is his name. The Israelites forgot what God had done for them in the past. And they were paralyzed with fear. They heard the voice of Goliath and they were astonished to the point of losing their minds. I'm talking about overcoming the giants in the land. The Holy Spirit will defeat anything that comes against you. He is bigger than the demons that we face. He's greater than any force in this entire universe. Anything that will rise against you. Remember, he is greater Once you discover that the battle is won in prayer, it doesn't matter what the battle is. The victory place is in prayer. With this knowledge, you can face any giant. Once you look to God to fight your battle and you recall in prayer, recall the magnitude of his greatness, the giants will fall. You will then be depending on your God, God to deliver you. Dependence on God in every circumstance will please the heart of God. that's called faith genesis fifteen six says this of Abram, and the Lord took him outside. Would't you like for the Lord to take you outside? The Lord took him outside and said, Now look to the heavens and count the stars if you're able and then he declared, So shall your offspring be Abram Abram believed the Lord. And it was counted to him as righteousness. The Lord also said to him, I am the Lord. I brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give this land to you to possess. We cannot focus on the evil. We have to focus on God. We can't go forward and enter the next level until we face and conquer any giant that's in the land. That's when we take hold of what God has for us. Then and only then, after we take down the giants that were preventing us from going forward, then we enter the promised land and we lay hold of the inheritance that God has for us. The day came for King Saul of Israel to send the warrior out to face the giant Philistine. That dreadful day had come. Can you imagine the Israelites, how they felt? The army was waiting to see if this young man, David, could defeat the giant that's over nine feet tall and wearing the armor of the Philistines. David goes out without any armor. He goes out with a slingshot. David didn't run away from Goliath. David ran to Goliath. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down. And then he said, all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord says, For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Oh, praise God almighty. I said, David did not run from Goliath. He ran to Goliath. David understood the Philistines were coming against God and not Israel. I want to tell you about a young man who opened a door in his life that he could not close. He opened the door and a giant stepped in. One day I received a phone call from my longtime friend and she said, Valerie, she said, my sister has an urgent need and she wants to know if she can call you. I said, sure, absolutely. Have her call me. I'll receive her call. Where a sister called, and she began to tell me that her son, who's grown, was hearing voices. And she said, we're in the waiting room right now, waiting to see the doctor. And she said, Valerie, it's out of control. I really need you to pray for him. We don't know what to do. And the Lord kept putting your name on my heart. I said, absolutely, sure. I said, so put him on the phone. And let me talk to him. I, I know you're waiting for the doctor to call his name. And let me just talk to him for a little bit and kind of see what's going on. And we can go further later. So, you know, they were at the psychiatric hospital waiting to see the doctor. So she put him on the phone and I began to talk to him. And I said, hey, you know, so like what's going on? And he said, well, Valerie, he said, I- I'm hearing voices. And I said, really? I said, so tell me about that. Like, what do the voices tell you to do? He said, they tell me to do all kinds of things. I said, like what? He said, well, you know, I was at work, and I was working this job, and, you know, I went to college, and, and I'm in a ministry at church. I was, and, and I was working this really good job in computers, and on the job, this voice was telling me to cheat on my time, like put in overtime that I didn't work. I said, I see. He said, and I got fired, and I lost a really good job. I said, Okay. Okay, he said, and I can't drive my car anymore. I said, why can't you drive the car? He said, I'm afraid of what the voices will tell me to do. I said, Okay. he said, so I I lost my I lost my place to stay. I lost my job. He said, I'm losing my mind. These voices, they tell me all kinds of things to do. I said, can anyone else hear the voices? He said, no, nobody can hear them but me. And now I lost my place to stay. So I live with my mother And my father, I said, I see. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, what door in your life did you open that let this in? He said, I don't know. I said, yes, you do know. Yes, you do. What door did you open in your life that let this in? He said, no, 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 I don't know. I said, yeah, you do know. You absolutely do know. What door did you open? that let this into your life. He hesitated for a moment and then he said, pornography. I said, okay, that makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense to me. He said, will you pray for me? I said, I absolutely will not. I absolutely will not pray for you because when I pray for you, you're going to be delivered right then. But if I do not talk with you and counsel with you, you will open that same door. And the next time it's going to be seven times stronger. I said, so listen, you go ahead and you see the doctor and we'll talk this evening or tomorrow because when I pray for you, you will be delivered. Praise God. He said, "Okay, okay, Val, you're going to talk back. I said, listen, I'm going to talk to you. You just go ahead and see the doctor and we'll talk. Well, the next day we talked and I said to him, I said, listen, I said, throw out every magazine that you have. Don't turn on the television unless it's Christian television and you listen to preaching. Don't go to the pool. Don't go to the beach. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I said, don't do anything except the things that I am telling you to do. And I was very specific about my instructions with him. I said, and I gave him scriptures. I gave him the Ephesian prayers and I gave him the prayers to read. And we talked about his power and authority. And then I reminded him of the things that he could not do, the places he could not go and the things that he was not to see and not open that door in his life. And the things that he had seen and done before that opened this door, he was to get rid of everything and don't even go on the Internet. I didn't even allow him on the Internet for weeks and months to come. I said, listen, you open the door in your life and you let this thing in. Now I'm going to pray for you. And when I pray for you, you'll be delivered. But you must follow those instructions. He said, "Okay, okay." I prayed for him. And as I came against this demonic force that had come into his life, I knew I could feel the power of God as it fell upon he and I. Now he's on the phone and I'm praying. At the end of the prayer, he was just weeping and crying and weeping, and he said to me, he said, "Valerie, I know I'm delivered. I can feel it. I feel my freedom back. I know my mind is delivered. I said, listen to me. Remember what I said? Don't go back to where you were before. That door in your life is now closed and don't you open it. He said, Valerie, he said, I'm delivered and I'm not going to turn back. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, five people pray for me. Five people and some pastors prayed for me, too. He said, and I wasn't delivered. I didn't feel the way I feel right now. He said, but you know what? Not one of them counseled with me. I did not really know what had happened. He said, but you took the time to counsel with me. And now I understand. I want to tell you, that young man ended up back in the church ministering Back on his job, driving his car, his life was restored. Why? Because I battled in prayer for his life, for his mind. And when I prayed for him, the door was shut closed. And as long as he didn't go back and open that door, he remained delivered. And he's still delivered today. Praise God. We have to know where the battle place is. David ran out to fight Goliath. He didn't run from him. He ran to him. See, David had an anointing upon his life. Remember, God sent Samuel to anoint David. Well, David had the anointing of God upon him. And he knew That when he went forward to Goliath, he knew that the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit was upon him and he could face any giant in the power of the Holy Ghost. He knew that that's how we overcome. That's how we get the victory. We fight the battle through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we go into prayer, we allow the Holy Spirit to take over our prayer and make intercession for us. And we go into the battle knowing that God is with us. When we have cried out for him in prayer, the Bible says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord. The enemy is coming against the Lord. The Lord will fight for you and through you. When the enemy is arrayed and ready to fight, remember he is no match for the Lord when you go into prayer wait for instructions for the Lord for he will direct your path for Samuel 1748 when the Philistines came forward David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine we go forward in life facing the giant we must face them in the name of the Lord of hosts a man of war we must wait upon the Lord in prayer. He will give us instructions on how to defeat the enemy. We must face the giant and the power of the Lord and in his might. We must know the enemy is coming against God and not you. We must always know that the Lord will defeat his enemies. He said, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You are God's anointed and you. The enemy has been given a warning not to touch you because God will fight for you by reading the word of God and using it in prayer and communing with God. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you. When Jesus faced the cross, he communed with God in the garden and the angels were sent to strengthen him. God is faithful. No matter how bad things look, we must trust in him and never doubt him. God has given an assignment in heaven that you must be guarded. He said, this is my child. Do not leave them alone. He's given his angels charge over you. They are not to leave the child of God. Psalms 91, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. If the church will pray, the enemies will be defeated 100% of the time. His Spirit will guide you. His presence will keep you in all of your ways. God's name reveals his character. Jehovah, the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of hosts. This means he rules over Israel's army. It also means he is a divine warrior and king. The host of heaven is there to advance your cause. It is organized and ready to fight heaven's battles on your behalf. Defending God. When all seem arrayed against you, no, the battle isn't yours. It's the Lord's. To win, you must first take the position of one who takes down giants. The enemy will throw fear at you. Insults will be thrown at you. The Philistines came out two times per day for 40 days to insult Israel and throw fear upon them. They attacked their minds and the men of Israel ran from the Philistine. David ran to him. David knew he could not be defeated. Goliath was not a giant to David. He was just someone to take down. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? David wrote that in the Psalm. Psalm 56 says, What time I am afraid? I will trust in God. God's building up your faith right now. He's building up your spiritual strength because whatever you're facing, he wants you to know today, I'm going to fight your battle. I never leave and I never forsake In deep water and great trouble. I've called you by name. Remember what he said? Would a woman forget the child that she has nursed? Surely she would not. Neither have I forgotten you. See, I've written your name on the palm of my hand. Oh my goodness. God's written your name on the palm of his hand. If you just go on and praise him through your difficulty, if you just go on and worship him, no matter what the circumstance is, give him praise, give him the sacrifice of praise. David kept his trust in God. He didn't mention his inability. He didn't mention his size. He said today in the name of the Lord, He's going to give you into my hands. And God fought his battle. I want to go over just a few steps to take down the giant and take possession of what God has for you. First, seek God and acknowledge him at all times and set your focus on God and not the problem. Then it's time to fast when you're facing a giant. Remember Josephat; he feared the attack of a great army. He called a fast for the whole nation. The Bible says when all the people came together, he pleaded with God. Joseph had stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem and the house of the Lord before the court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee. No force can come against him. He's greater than anything in this universe. We have to place our eyes on God. The third thing, remind God of his promises. Go into his presence and acknowledge his power and ask him to give the victory to you over the enemy and then praise him. Give him glory and honor. Call upon his holy name knowing that he is there to deliver you know that the angels of the Lord are campeth round about you to deliver you out of all of your trouble. The only reason Peter began to sink when he saw Jesus walking on the water towards him. Remember when he looked down, but as long as he had his eyes on Jesus, he could walk on the water. God wants us to walk on water today. I'm talking about the giants in the land. Keep your eyes focused on God, not the circumstance. And he will defeat any giant that has come into your life. And if you've opened a door in your life, close that door. Go to the Lord in prayer. Seek the Holy Spirit down on your knees. Repent if you need to repent. Forgive If you need to forgive, seek the power of the Holy Spirit to make intercession for you. And when you're in prayer, wait upon the Lord. If you're playing worship music and you don't feel the presence of God, wait a little longer. If you're reading scripture, you do not feel the presence of God. Wait just a little bit longer. Learn in prayer to wait upon the Lord. His presence will quicken you. And when he quickens you, it'll be as though someone reached forth and grabbed you because he'll quicken you and pull you into the holy of holies. That's where there's power to feed any giant in this world. You remember that God is supernatural. He operates from the supernatural realm. When you are facing giants, they must be fought in the supernatural Anything that manifests in your life has a spiritual counterpart. That's why we fight the battle in prayer. We fight in the supernatural and see the manifestation of what we have prayed, our deliverance. We see it in the natural. I'm talking about facing the giants and defeating them in your land. I'm Valerie Sneed The Prayers Heard in Heaven teaching God's
1: people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.